A property economist is welcoming the Reserve Bank's plans to introduce debt-to-income ratios or lending rules for house buyers. From the middle of this year, owner-occupiers will have loans set to six times their income, while investors, it will be set at seven times their income. Loan-to-value ratios will be relaxed. They're slightly different, of course, at the same time, intending, uh, intended to help first home buyers who can service a loan but can't raise a big enough deposit. So let's try and make sense of this with Calvin Davidson at CoreLogic, Chief Property Economist there. Hi, Calvin. We've got two things going on here at once. Uh, what do you think, firstly, the overall impact for a a young first home buyer coming into the market in the middle of the year trying to get access to uh, a loan? Yeah, it could potentially be positive. And DTI, as the Reserve Bank has said, and and we've been saying for a while, I don't think they're really going to do much straight away simply because mortgage rates are doing that job at the moment. So debt-to-income ratio caps are very much about the next kind of cycle when mortgage rates do fall again. So they're probably neutral for a start. So really the, the thing to focus on in the middle of the year, if these rules come in, they're still only proposed at this stage, but if they come in, I think the focus is really on those loan-to-value ratio rules. Uh, a bit of an easing there makes it easier to get into the market with less of a deposit. So, yeah, potentially playing into the hands of those first-home buyers who are struggling to get that deposit but can service a loan. So, yeah, potentially a, a small net boost to the market at that time. What about investors uh, who might be, you know, have two or three houses or one looking to buy a second house and they can this limit on them, is that likely to have an impact? Yeah, potentially could have a, a positive impact as well for, for their ability to buy. So I think from both first-time buyers and uh, investors' perspective, it is worth keeping an eye on those LVR rules. I mean, for investors, we're also seeing rents increase, interest deductibility coming back. So some of those things are shifting in their favour, but still at the moment, mortgage rates are high and, and for a typical investment purchase, top-ups required out of other income. So not expecting a flood of investors, but they are a group to certainly keep an eye on from the middle of the year. What do we make about the read of the New Zealand property market if it's six times income is the limit? Um, there are other countries who have limits. I don't think they're as high as six, or they might be. perhaps they might be similar. But in terms of the ability for the average person to buy a house, I mean, does it not suggest that things are still out of whack? Yeah, well, there's no denying that we've got an affordability problem in New Zealand. As you say, the DTI restrictions do exist in other countries, and they are at lower levels. In the UK, you're sort of talking three or four, something like that, as opposed to six or seven that the Reserve Bank's suggested here. So, yeah, it does suggest um, that there's an affordability issue here. There are some some legacy issues. It's just reflecting reality. Simply, our house prices have, have always been higher in relation to income, so you have to set DTIs higher or else you'd completely, completely stump lending activity. So I think it's reflecting reality, but also we have an affordability issue, and that's why I just think these DTIs could be part of the answer. It's not the full answer, but if you tie house prices more closely to incomes over the long run, then that should help affordability. It might not improve it, but at least stop it getting too much worse. And, and then you've got housing supply comes in as well. So what's the bigger issue here for New Zealanders looking ahead in terms of housing? Is it going to be the ability of young people to raise a deposit? I mean, they might, on an average income, they're, they're going to have to find two, $300,000. Or is it going to be serviceability of loans uh, if interest rates come back to a more uh, neutral position, you know, fire in the fives or something. I mean, what what is the big problem here? Because 
do we want to end up in a country where the only way to get in a house is, is to have a, a hand up from your, from your folks? Yeah, I don't think anybody really wants that. It, you know, it's the, the fabled sort of Kiwi dream to, to be able to buy that house and anything want it available to, to everybody and, and not depending on generational wealth. So, yeah, I think mortgage rates will eventually return to some kind of normality as we get inflation better under control. And, and so I think the deposit will be always the key issue and, and, and so we need to try and keep that as long as possible. Part of that's potentially DTIs, part of that's building more houses. And so... Uh, but I, I would also point out it's, it's never been easy to be a first-time buyer. Uh, it's, I, I, I suspect if you talk to people... No, but we don't... Well, I guess the point I make is we don't want to see another crazy boom like we saw, and given it was obviously COVID and the circumstances involved there, but that was very unhealthy. Yeah, oh, that's right, absolutely. And, and this is what I think DTI is a, a part... It's not the full solution, but it's it's only part of it. If you tie house prices more closely to incomes, then it, then it will keep some kind of control on affordability. And housing supply is obviously a big part of that answer too. And, and we've made good steps on that front to more uh, a different mix of housing, building more townhouses, more intensified use of land. So future steps on that on that front would be really welcome too. Good stuff. Thank you, Calvin. Calvin Davidson, the CoreLogic's Chief Property Economist. It is 11 minutes to 8.